This is HPU Sharks On Demand on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. HPU Sports on HSRN is presented by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. The season is winding down, but one homestand remains. And tonight, the Sharks welcome in their crosstown rival, the Chaminade Silver Swords. It's the battle of the H1 Part 2. Can the Sharks take a bite out of the Silver Swords? We find out now. Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. Presents Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Basketball. On the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. And now, live from the Sharks tank let's go courtside to play-by-play announcers paul brecht and kyle galdera hello and welcome on into the shark tank where hpu and chaminade will play the second of two matchups this season the first one went the way of the silver swords for the first time in 40 outings between these two programs we have the women's game first then the men's game it's senior day then senior night here in the Shark Tank, Paul Brecht and Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here tonight. And stick around, we'll have the starting lineups, breakdowns, and tip-off coming on up. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks Basketball, presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome on back on to the Shark Tank on Senior Day here as Chaminade takes on HPU. The women's basketball game coming up first before the men's game. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here today. And Kyle, this is one that the Sharks have had circled on their schedule ever since January 18th when they fell at Chaminade, 77-66 to the Silver Swords, seeing a 40-game winning streak snapped. Yeah, and Paul, great to be here again with you. And I was thinking how to describe this game for our listeners, and they're calling it the H1 series, right? Because these teams are right across the freeway, right down the freeway from each other. I would liken both of these teams to that that kind of that car that, you know, maybe a rim's fallen off, that the paint's faded a bit, but yet the cars are still going. And basically what I'm saying is, both of these teams have the opportunity to finish strong. They don't have great records. They're both rebuilding, but they're playing for pride at this point. And I think if HPU can come out on top, they're going to get a little directional shift into the right way they need to go heading into next year. As you mentioned, kind of a tough season for both sides here. The Chaminade Silver Swords just 1-18 this season in conference play today, their final game of the season, looking to finish off, like you mentioned, on a high note. And then for HPU, they've had a little bit better of a year, 4-14. and 14. Either way, both of these teams, along with Hawaii Hilo, missing out on the conference tournament this year. So PacWest uh, will go Hawaii-less uh, in San Diego next week. And tell you what, it's going to be a, a good opportunity for both of these teams to head into the offseason with a lot of momentum. Chaminade, very, very young. HPU under the leadership of Ray Alvarado, finally going to get a full offseason to put in his program. And uh, before we get into it, I want to give the beautiful people their starting lineups for each side. And uh, for HPU, we'll start with you have 
Haley Masaki and Megan Jones, your usual starters, and then a little bit of a change as Ashley, or pardon me, Tiana Holland, Ella Burge, and Kiona Loftus all in the starting lineup today. Burge and Loftus, both seniors, both honored today. The third senior for HPU, Ashley Nunez. She's been injured, only played nine games so far this season. That's your sports in injury report brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health, creating a healthier Hawaii. And Kyle, would you give the people Shamanad's starting lineup? Yeah, for the Silver Swords, Emma Morris playing guard number five, joined by Morgan Escobedo leading the team in a bunch of categories, including 79 assists. Great start for the freshman there. She's wearing number 12. Number 14, Ashley Holin, a guard forward combo. Samira Elmasri, the top player on the team. And Dallas Martinez out of Sacred Hearts, rounding up the starting lineup for Shamanov. Ball is up, tapped back, and won by HPU. And we are underway here at the Shark Tank on Senior Day. Haley Masaki on the right wing swings up top to Megan Jones, who finds Tiana Holland on the left side. Holland skips down low to find Jones. Kick out back to Loftus. Loftus, left-hand drive across the lane. Ball stripped and off Loftus's leg last. Turnover HPU as Shamanad with a sleight of hand early. Our referees today, Patrick Black Santiago, the lead ref, Clayton Tang, and Gabriel Harris joining him as the umpires. Here's Morris up top, guarded by Jones. Finds Dar Dallas Martinez, who swings one more over to El Masri. El Masri hands off to Morgan Escobedo, who drives, pulls on back, back over to Escobedo. Or pardon me, back over to El Masri. She'll take a couple of dribbles, drive against Holland, kicks off, finds Martinez with a couple of seconds left on the shot clock, and she'll put home a layup for the game's first points. Shamanad ahead, two to nothing, just a minute into play. Masaki will walk the ball on up, calls out the offense, and will find Burge at the left elbow. Burge turns and faces, now will drive, kicks back out to Masaki, into the left corner, finds Holland. Holland back up top to Masaki with 10 on the shot clock, calls out for a screen, Jones comes up. Masaki, right-hand drive all the way to the cup, left it a little bit short, a little out of control, and rebounded by Ashley Holen and the Silver Swords. Yeah, tough start for HPU, but hopefully they can get into that offense, try to guard against the three, which is just taken and made by Shamanad's Emma Morris. 5-0, Swords. Deep three there by Emma Morris goes down. Like you mentioned, early 5-0 lead for the visitors as Tiana Holland puts one up from the right wing, comes up a little bit long, rebounded by Samira El Masri and cleared by the Silver Swords. El Masri drives, spins the lane, puts up the layup, can't get it to go, rebounded by Ella Burge, and quickly the other way comes HPU. Burge, right-handed drive, kicks back on out, finds Loftus up top to Holland, one more to Masaki. Back up top to Holland, and now Burge. Into the left corner, Haley Masaki, a couple of dribbles, gets the screen from Burge, kicks back out. Left corner three, puts it up and puts it in. Ella Burge, the senior hun, senior day, First points of the day for HPU, 5-3 now the Sharks trail. Just over two minutes into action. Now one of the signs here at the Shark Tank says, my favorite Swede, referring to Ella Burge. And I think for the Sharks, she's their favorite right now, getting them on the board. She's been an important depth piece for HPU all this season. Coming off the bench for plenty of games as that layup's off the mark for Shamanad and rebounded by Burge. She's been a really big rebounding presence, but also a quality three-point shooter at that power forward position. Here's Holland on the left wing, crossover dribble, gets into the lane, kicks back out, finds Masaki. Masaki head down, puts up the layup and left it a little bit short. Emma Morris with the rebound. Here comes a streaking Escobedo. 
who will pull back now. And once again, down the hill, gets to the cup, puts it in, and the foul. Haley Masaki going to get whistled for her first, and Morgan Escobedo heads to the line looking to add on to a four-point Chaminade lead, 6.56 remaining here in the opening quarter of play. Yeah, and I, I made that analogy earlier about the cars heading down the highway, kind of falling apart a bit. That is Haley Masaki. She has injuries to both ankles that she's dealing with, a couple of other, other nagging injuries, and hopefully she can just make it through this season. She is a workhorse for this squad and doing her best to keep the Sharks in this game. Escobedo knocks down the free throw as four subs into the game for HPU. Erica Glenn, Kaylee Berry, Allison Ross, and the freshman Leslie Mojica all checking in for the first time. Megan Jones, the only player to stay for Ray Alvarado's squad. Here's Allison Ross, crossover and finds Barry. Barry spinning in the lane, puts up the turnaround jumper, can't get it to go, rebound by Holen. And a loose ball foul going to go against Leslie Mojica. And we saw that a few times when we were at Chaminade as well. Some frustration fouls in the backcourt that just are too silly to have and a lot of times coming from the youth. But on the flip side, sometimes she turns those into steal. So you don't really want to temper down that fire as Chaminade turns it over. Perfect. As Emma Morris tosses it away right into the lap of Haley Masaki. Like you said, a turnover and now another opportunity for HPU. Dig into this five-point deficit. Handoff over on the right wing, finds Allison Ross. Couple of dribbles, will drive the lane, and now jump ball called as good defensive play by Dallas Martinez right there to tie up the junior from Boise, Idaho. Ends up being a turnover for HPU as the possession arrow favors the Silver Swords. Leading by five here, just over four minutes into play. Into the game for the first time is Julian Parado. Finds a cutting Ashley Holin puts up the left-handed layup and got it to go. She'll head to the line for one more after absorbing the contact. And right off the bat, Chaminade jumping out to a seven-point lead. 6.06 remaining here in the first quarter as foul goes against Erica Glenn, her first and the team's third. And, Paul, you mentioned the record for Chaminade, 1-18 in conference play. They are not showing that tonight, and we kind of figured they wouldn't, knowing that they bring the energy, they are rebuilding as that free throw is good. And you don't want to overlook a team like Chaminade because they can come up like they did a couple of maybe six weeks ago and pull that big upset. Despite just one conference win, it doesn't, or it's not like they have not won. They're coming off a win at Lincoln University in California, 76-74 as Ella Burge is going to get tied up. Possession arrow favoring the Sharks. Now baseline out of bounds with 12 remaining on the shot clock. But Chaminade, since their matchup in January, mid-January against HPU, has been playing a lot better, even if the record doesn't show it overall against conference opponents. Ball gets inside, and Burge is fouled on the way up. Good job there by the senior forward going across the lane and taking contact on the way up. She'll head to the line. Only one who has scored thus far for HPU. Knocked down a left corner three. Now heads to the line for a couple of free throws. HPU trailing 11-3 here early on as Burge knocks in the first free throw. I want to take this opportunity to remind you this broadcast is brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health. Hawaii Pacific Health takes the team approach to providing the expert care you need when and where you need it. Together we are creating a healthier Hawaii. Second free throw up and good for Burge as it's now Chaminade 11, Ella Burge 5. 
5.42 remaining here in the first quarter of play. Dallas Martinez checks out of the game. And with HPU Paul starting one for five from the field, going to the free throw line might be the recipe for success they need tonight. It's a good way for a lot of players to get into rhythm once again. You see Burge so far seemingly in rhythm, knocking in the three and the perfect trip two for two at the free throw line there. Here's a spinning hole and puts up the wild layup, can't get it to go. Good defense there by Kaylee Berry, rebounded by Leslie Mojica. Pass ahead to Erica Glenn. Down to the baseline, finds Burge. Burge back up top to Leslie Mojica, right-hand drive. Now we'll pull back out and find Ross up top. Ross, jab step, now we'll drive with the left. Surveying dribble, pulling it back, goes around the arc, picks up her dribble, and we'll find Burge at the free throw line. Burge with seven, spinning, puts up the right-handed layup, can't get it to go, left it short, rebounded by Samira Elmasri and Chaminade. Elmasri, left-hand dribble, all the way to the cup, got it to go. And Samira Elmasri now with an opportunity for Chaminade's third and one in the early going as... Erica Glenn gets whistled for her second foul of this opening quarter. And by my count, that's now the third and one opportunity for Chaminade already, just halfway through this first period. And what that tells me is, first of all, Chaminade's being aggressive. Secondly, HPU's not getting over on defense. Not a recipe for success for the Sharks. Need to change things up here soon. Got a timeout on the floor. When we come back, one more free throw coming for Chaminade, leading HPU 13-5. 4.46 remaining here in the opening quarter of play. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health. Colorectal cancer is one of the most common types of cancer in the U.S., but it is preventable and treatable if detected early. Speak to your doctor about getting colorectal cancer screenings at regular intervals, starting at age 45. With a team of experts and leading-edge technology, Hawaii Pacific Health has the comprehensive care to help create a healthier you. For more health tips, visit HealthierHawaii.org. To the Shark Tank, where HPU trails Chaminade 14-5 after the and one goes down for Samira El Masri. Three and ones in the early going for the Silver Swords as HPU struggling both on offense and defense. Here's Jordan Jensen fresh into the game for Erica Glenn. Glenn picking up two quick fouls here in the opening quarter of play. Erica Glenn, the leading scorer for HPU as well at 8.3 points per game. Speaking of leading scorers, here's Ella Burge getting fouled on the way to the cup as she has all five of Hawaii Pacific's points here early on, looking to add on to that total as she heads back to the free throw line for two more. Foul goes against Kylie Squire. Nice job by Burge being aggressive so far, making that early three and... Getting two free throws, looking to add two more. Foul against Squire, the five foot eight guard out of Branchville, New Jersey. Freshman who has played in 19 games now after checking into this one. So, seen some uh, mixed time off the bench for head coach Michael Edwards. Perfect two for two trip once again for Ella Burge as HPU now trails 14 7 with 4.15 remaining here in the opening quarter of play. On the right wing is Alyssa Schutze, another one of the 
excellent freshmen for these Chaminade Silver Swords. I mentioned it in the pregame, how many freshmen are on this team, a really young roster for visiting CUH. Dallas Martinez's layup knocked out of bounds, remains with Chaminade. Ball back on in. Martinez's second layup can't go as Ella Burge coming up with another rebound here as the senior forward doing a little bit of everything here on senior day so far. Haley Masaki back into the game. Left-handed dribble, drives into the lane, kicks out, finds Mojica, whose three comes up short. Ball knocked around and out of bounds. Last off Chaminade, so it'll be fresh 20 on the shot clock for HPU. Baseline out. 14-7 here in the early going. First quarter, Chaminade leading HPU. Ball inbounded to Mojica and back immediately into the corner for Haley Masaki. Masaki hands off to Jordan Jensen. Left elbow jumper comes up long, rebounded by Samira Elmasri and cleared by the Silver Swords. Morgan Escobedo, as you mentioned, Kyle, in the pregame, one of the leading everything for Chaminade on this team. Just a five foot six guard, but the second leading rebounder as Schutze gonna get called for a travel, drag the pivot foot there as some good defense from Ella Burge forces the turnover from Chaminade. But Escobedo in that first matchup, eight points, eight rebounds in the win for Chaminade. Hoping for another effort like that today if you're coach Michael Edwards and fans of Chaminade. 14-7 here as we tick under the three-minute mark and the ball gets tossed away. Erica Glenn miscommunication with Haley Masaki. Glenn back into the game with two early fouls here as Ray Alvarado taking a bit of a chance. And another turnover for HPU. That's now three for them. And they average 19 per game on the season, so they're trending that way. But HPU down by seven. they got to... Hang on to the ball if they're going to get back in this game. That's been an issue for the Sharks all year, like you said. Average 19 a game as El Masri drills the right wing three. All of a sudden, a double-digit lead for the visitors, and it's something that HBU struggled with all year. Average 19 turnovers a game, and they don't get opponents to turn the ball over enough as, once again, the ball ripped away from Jordan Jensen, knocked out of bounds. It will remain with HPU with 18 on the shot clock. Only 14 turnovers per game that HPU forces. So that's five possessions, not to mention sometimes the rebounding battle has not gone the way of the Sharks. So uh, when you talk about possessions, they're giving away too many this season. Here's Barry, right-handed scoop layup up and good as Kaylee Barry becomes the first non-Ella Burge points of the day for HPU. Immediately back the other way is Sasha Phillip who can't get the layup to go and then immediately crashes into Kiona Loftus who got the rebound. Phillip picks up her first foul, the third against Chaminade here with 2.20 left. And speaking of fouls, HPU just two for 10 from the field. I would recommend Coach Alvarado get his ladies to get into the post and get drawing those fouls again because that's how HPU has gone all season. They get fired up at the free throw line and then they start hitting the shots. 16 free throw attempts per game for HPU as Kaylee Berry lost her footing and traveled. Tried to get it away before she did, but luckily looks like she's okay despite slipping. Foot came out from under her. Fourth turnover here early on in the first quarter for HPU. Trailing by eight with two minutes left to play in the first quarter. 
Here's Emma Morris. Over to the right wing to Morgan Escobedo. Back up to Morris in the corner. Finds a cutting hole in, back out to Morris. Morris skips it, finds Phillip on the left wing. Phillip, shot fake, takes a couple of dribbles, guarded closely by Megan Jones, hands off to Dallas Martinez. Martinez with five on the shot clock, will pull up from the mid-range, comes up a little bit short, bounces off the rim and rebounded by Loftus. Quickly the other way comes the senior from Amarillo, Texas. Loftus, pull up jumper, comes up short, gets her own miss. And before the layup goes down, Loftus was fouled. It'll go against Morgan S. Or pardon me, Emma Morris. Her second. As Shamanad now without a foul to give over the final 91 seconds. Same situation for HPU. Both teams with four fouls here in the first quarter. Five sends you into the bonus. Tiana Holland waiting to get the ball, taking it out of bounds with 20 on the shot clock for HPU, trailing 17-9. Inbound goes to Haley Masaki in the left corner. Masaki baseline drive out to Loftus. Thought about it. Now we'll pull up. Now we'll take it. Three-pointer comes up short. Re offensive rebound, Megan Jones. Kick out to Loftus. And a foul called against Dallas Martinez. And now... Just as I had mentioned, Chaminade, without a foul to give, sends Kiona Loftus to the line. And Loftus, the top free throw shooter on HPU, shoots 83% from the line on the year. Now an opportunity for the senior to get her first points of the day, down 17-9. First free throw up and pure as she cuts it down to a 17-10 deficit for the Kauai Pacific. Second free throw up and pure as well as HPU, a perfect 6 of 6 here in the first quarter from the charity stripe. 70 seconds left in the opening frame as Julian Parado calls out the offense for Chaminade. Passes to Samira Elmasri, floats it on down, and Sasha Phillip fouled on the way up, going to get Haley Masaki reaching on in. And just like on the other end for HPU, now Chaminade into the bonus. It'll be Sasha Phillip to the line for a pair as Masaki picks up her second foul. And I think you can hear some of the displeasure being voiced by the hometown fans here at the Shark Tank as that free, first free throw is missed. But the ball from Phillip was actually in the air when the supposed contact was made. But we'll see if HP can get a 0 for on this free throw attempt and maybe get some more points the other way. Either way, a good foul because it would have been a wide-open layup at first as the second free throw goes down for Phillip. 18-11 now, Chaminade leads. 1-0-2 remaining here in the first quarter of play. Masaki back to the bench as Leslie Mojica back into the game. Under a minute left to play as Holland puts up a floater a little bit too long. Offensive rebound, Megan Jones back out. Here's Loftus, left wing three, comes up long, no good. Kaylee Berry tracks down the miss. Finds Mojica in the right corner with 15 on the shot clock. Crossover on the right wing, feed down low. Megan Jones puts it up, puts it in. Megan Jones with a strong finish on the right block and now a chance for one more as HPU trails 18-13, and Emma Morris just picked up her third foul here in the first quarter. And the great news for the Sharks here is if they can convert this free throw, cut the deficit to four, and then they can maybe get a two-for-one out of it with 
about a seven-second differential between the game and shot clock. Free throw rattles around and out for the first miss of this first quarter and a bad foul by Kaylee Berry in the backcourt hitting and reaching in on Samira Elmastri and that will send Elmastri to the free throw line, the leading scorer for Chaminade at 11.6 points per game. And we've seen already what she can do with a couple of buckets in this first quarter, now a chance for two more. And you mentioned Barry committing that foul. Is that first free throw no good off the back iron? I think Barry thought she was going to get beat and didn't see help behind her. Therefore, she committed the foul. And now that Elmastri missed the first one, it's actually a good foul. Worked out in the Sharks' favor as both free throws are no good. Second one comes up short and rebound hauled in by Kaylee Berry. So no harm despite the foul for HPU. Still a five-point deficit for the Sharks now as we tick under 20 seconds left to play. Here's Mojica on the left wing, gets a screen from Jones. Right-hand dribble, kick over to Berry. One more to Holland in the right corner. Double screen for Holland. She'll pull up for three. That one off the mark, no good. Rebound, good job boxing out by Julian Parado, the freshman from Campbell High School here in Hawaii. Here's Almasri from way downtown. He knocks it down. Samiri Almasri, she has been phenomenal here in this first quarter. Ends it with a bang, 21-13. Chaminade leading HPU after one quarter of play. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank where HPU trails Chaminade 21-13. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action today on Senior Day for the Sharks honoring three members of the team here looking for a win and to finish the season at home strong. Early on, Chaminade looking to play spoiler. Here's Elmasri again from deep, knocks it on through. Samira Elmasri with Steph Curry range here tonight. And so far, she has been outstanding, up to 12 points, almost outscoring HPU by herself, as we'll get a foul as Mojica tried to get to the cup, got hit on her way there. She'll head to the line for two. But so far, Samira Elmasri the story of the day for Chaminade. Nine points in the opening quarter and opens up the second with another deep, deep three. Back-to-back -back threes from 25-plus feet. Yeah, it might be a good idea for the Sharks to maybe do a box-and-one type of, almost like a flypaper. You know, somebody stick on El Mastery because she's making everything, especially from deep. Mojica's first free throw goes on through. Second one up and too long off the mark. Good box out by number 24, Selena Buttery. Into the game for the first time for Chaminade is Amaya Washington, whose pass is tipped and stolen away there, secured by Tiana Holland. Pass up ahead finds Jordan Jensen up top to Mojica. Mojica crosses over, will kick out to Ross. Ross. Gets the switch on Parado, spinning in the lane, puts up the layup, worked her way all the way to the cup. An excellent job by the junior from Boise, Idaho, to get to the cup right there. Puts in the layup, brings the Sharks back within single digits, 24-16, as Parado all the way to the rim gets it in and the foul. Another and one for Chaminade here at three in the opening quarter. Just picked up 
potentially their fourth as Mojica picks up her second foul. And I was going to say, it's not an and-one mixtape like back when we were little kids and there were all the, the fancy plays and the between-the-legs dribble. No, it's an and-one getting to the line parade for the Chaminade Silver Sword so far. Already four trips via the and-one opportunity and converted here by Parado. We saw Parado star at the high school level at Campbell High School. We actually had a few of her games on our airwaves, including the championships that Campbell won. Here's Ross, drives with the left hand stripped and almost stolen away by Desiree Carter, but was out of bounds when she knocked it out. So it'll remain with HPU, 17 on the shot clock. Carter, another local product, went to Sacred Hearts Academy, the sophomore. Baseline out of bounds for HPU. Leslie Mojica skips it up top to Jordan Jensen. Jensen finds Allison Ross, who feeds on into the post to Megan Jones. Jones throws it away as Amaya Washington is going to get called for the travel out at midcourt. Got the ball kind of stuck on her hip there as she tried to cross over, and the official's all over it. And for HPU, Jones had what I thought was an easy look at a layup, but instead chose to make the extra pass, which is nice. Maybe when you have a lead, but when you're down by 11, you have to take advantage of those post opportunities, especially with the size differential that HPU has with Jones. Back into the game for HPU is Ella Burge, who had seven points early on for the Sharks, then got a nice deserved break. HPU could certainly use her scoring prowess here from early on as Jensen's mid-range jumper rolls off the rim. No good, rebounded by Chaminade, and quickly the other way comes Dallas Martinez. In and out dribble. Now we'll pull it on back. Guarded closely by Jordan Jensen. Skips it on up top to Selena Buttery. Buttery finds Holen, who will give it to Escobedo. Escobedo with 12 on the shot clock, calls out an offense. Has to go quick, in and out dribble behind the back. Swings it over to Buttery. Buttery finds Martinez with three on the shot clock. Got to get a shot up. Martinez spinning, puts it up and touches every part of the rim but doesn't go through. Rebounded by Allison Ross as HPU lucked out right there, trailing 27-16. Mojica drives to the rim and is hit on the way up. Going to go against Escobedo as Mojica aggressive here in the second quarter to start things out, trying to do exactly what you said, Kyle, and get to the line as Escobedo picks up her first second of this second quarter on Chaminade. Yeah, Coach Edwards for Chaminade trying to tell Escobedo you were there but you didn't set your feet so even though she had her upper body in the right position because she kind of slid over that's where that foul was called. That ball hits the front back and then front side of the rim before rolling off once again some bad luck at the line for Mojica in her last two trips second free throw up and pure that time left nothing to chance around the rim. Cuts it back down to a 10-point lead for Chaminade, 27-17, as we have 7-15 remaining here in the first half of play. Chaminade mentioned it in the pregame, has been playing much, much better in this second half of the season, conference season, despite the record not necessarily showing it. And one of those players playing better is Ashley Holland who knocks in the right wing step back three up to a 30-17 lead now for Chaminade. And as we have a quick break in the action here, that's now five for five from long distance for Chaminade. And if they're going to continue their hot shooting, I don't know what kind of answer HPU has. Even if they do the things we have been saying, if you don't stop the three, you're not going to come back in this game. 
Jordan Jensen fouled on before the three-point attempt, it appears. So it'll be sideline out of bounds for HPU. Like you mentioned, five threes early on here for HPU, or pardon me, for Chaminade as we're going to get an offensive foul called on HPU. Goes against Ella Burge, her first, second against the Sharks here in the second quarter. Chaminade, or the Chaminade Silver Swords average just five three-point makes per game, so already up to what they have for a, a usual contest. Not good if you are HPU. Here's Escobedo who will pass on over to El Masri. El Masri finds Dallas Martinez, who traveled. Martinez got a little uh, excited on the rip through right there, and before she put the dribble down, picks up the pivot foot, and the official with another travel call. And Martinez, her game and Mojica's games are both very similar. A lot of high energy, not too tall, but they can get to the basket quickly. So it's nice to see Mojica kind of following, even though it's a different team, in the footsteps of Martinez that way. I like that call out right there. Certainly two players who have a lot of similarities as Burge gets it knocked away from her at the right elbow. Good job, active hands by Morgan Escobedo into the left corner now. Drive and can't get the layup to go. That was Libby Hine on that try. Another one of those freshmen. Here's Martinez straightaway three, bounces off the front of the rim. No good, rebounded by Jordan Jensen. And HPU, 30-17 the score. Chaminade leading Hawaii Pacific as we tick under six minutes to play. Crossover gets all the way to the rim. Leslie Mojica aggressive here in this second quarter. The freshman trying to finish up her freshman year in a strong way, and we're going to get a late whistle against Jordan Jensen. And Jensen a little upset there because the referee down on the baseline let that action go, but it was the referee kind of by midcourt that called the push in the back as we now get a full line change for the Sharks. That's something I've noticed this season for Coach Ray Alvarado. He likes to do the mass subs to uh, allow his players to play all the way and, and almost run themselves out of gas, uh, for lack of a better phrase, if the first free throw comes up short for Hine. It's going back to our metaphor, right? These, these cars are, are plugging away, trying to get to the end of the season, but they are literally running out of energy. Second free throw goes down for Hine, but yes, like you said, you run out of energy and then you replace it with a fresh group, and that's what you see they're trying to do here. 31-19 now, Chaminade leading HPU, 536 remaining in the first half. Kaylee Berry, crossover dribble, passes on over to Erica Glenn. Glenn pivots, puts up the layup, and was hit on the way up, says Dallas Martinez bumped her. And Martinez wants an explanation from the official as she picks up her second foul of the first half, sending Erica Glenn to the charity stripe. Glenn, first free throw is good. And Martinez asking the referee for an explanation. Basically, by his gestures, he was saying, yeah, you got vertical, but you also kind of elbowed the player on the way up, so you can't do that. Always nice to see officials and players communicating respectfully as Erica Glenn knocks in the second free throw back down to a 10-point deficit for Hawaii Pacific. Haley Masaki back in the game during that line change before Masaki with two early fouls in that first quarter. 
Crossover dribble by Morgan Escobedo gets all the way to the rim and puts in the left-handed layup. 33-21 now, Chaminade leading HPU as we tick under five minutes left to play in this second quarter. Masaki, crossover, kicks on out into the left corner to Loftus. Loftus around the arc, crosses over, over to Masaki. Left wing three, high arcing three comes up short, rebounded by El Masri, and now bodies colliding, tumbling to the floor, going to get a foul called as... We'll get a foul called against Samira El Masri after some nice hustle from Erica Glenn despite the early foul trouble. And because of that, it'll be HPU basketball when we come back. Chaminade leads HPU 33-21, 4.44 remaining in the first half of play. Don't go too far. This is HPU Sharks Hoops on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into the Shark Tank where Chaminade leads HPU on senior day. The Silver Swords looking to play. Spoiler as Kiona Loftus knocks on through the first free throw. 33-22 now HPU trails. Under five minutes remaining in the first half. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action here from the old St. Francis gym. Second free throw off back iron, no good, but offensive rebound by Kaylee Berry provides a second chance for HPU. Now a third chance after Glenn's three-pointer comes up short. Offensive rebound by Jones, and now Erica Glenn all the way to the cup, flips up and in the right-handed layup. Back under a 10-point game once again, and back the other way is a three-point try by Chaminade. That one no good, rebounded by Sasha Phillip, but her put back also no good, but fouled on the way up, so she'll head to the line for a pair up by nine, looking to put the Silver Swords back up double digits here. Phillip went one for two, her first trip to the line. Yeah, Kalina Obrey checking in for the first time tonight for HPU, and I had wondered if maybe some of her nagging injuries had caught up to her late in the season, but nice to see her in the game. Certainly nice to see her in the game for HPU as Phillip knocks in the first free throw. Obrey, the second leading scorer on HPU, coming off the bench a lot of times at 7.6 points per game. Averages just a hair under five boards per game as both free throws good for Phillip right there. 35-24 now, the Swords leading. A nice crowd gathering here on a Powhana Thursday at the Shark Tank. We have the men's team next to us from HPU and the HPU softball team checking it out. Haley Masaki's left-handed layup comes up just a little bit short, and Sasha Phillip pulls down the rebound. Phillip, an undersized forward, but a good, strong one nonetheless. Emma Morris back into the game with her three fouls, denies the screen, puts up the layup, gets it to go, and one as Erica Glenn going to get whistled for a foul there. Pardon me. Foul is going to go against Kaylee Berry, they'll say, as Glenn was the one in position to take a charge. I'm curious if Berry reaching in instead of earning a charge call for HPU uh, by Glenn ends up a foul on the Sharks. That's a good eye by you, Paul, is the other contact that was on Glenn probably would have been an offensive foul, but because Barry reached in, not only did Chaminade get the call, but another and one opportunity. Is that six now? It's at least five, if not six. Morris puts in the free throw. Oh, so I guess they didn't count the basket. So maybe they called it because of it was a reach in. Oh, 
Now the referees will talk about it. They are going to give her the and one. A little bit of confusion <laughs> on the court. All shuffled out now, though. A 14-point lead for the Silver Swords, 38-24, as we're under four minutes left in the opening quarter of play. HPU struggling offensively. Kalina Obrey in a crowd of Silver Swords going to get hit. And... Chaminade over the limit, so Obrey will head to the line for a pair, one of the better free throw shooters on HPU. And we continue to see the best offense for the Sharks coming from the charity stripe, kind of like you mentioned in that first quarter, Kyle. Yeah, 11 free throws and the other 13 points via field goals, and now Kalina Obrey's free throw brings that disparity even closer. So the good news for HPU is they are making their free throws. Now they just have to start hitting shots to complement that. On top of that, they have to stop fouling on the other end themselves. Both free throws go down for Obrey. Brings it within 12 points once again for the Sharks. There's Julian Parada. Gives it on over to El Masri on the left wing. Step back three for El Masri. Finally misses from long range. Comes up long and out of bounds. Despite the hustle of a couple of Silver Swords will go the way of HPU. 3.28 remaining here in the opening half as the Sharks trailing by 12 on senior day here. Getting some contributions from the two seniors who are playing, but thus far not a whole lot from anyone else. Masaki, double screen up top, feeds the post down low to Burge. Burge can't get the layup to go. In comes a hustling Obrey for the offensive rebound. Ball swung around the arc, finds Masaki, who knocks in the left wing three. Haley Masaki says, hey, Paul, I'm a junior who's going to contribute now. 38-29 the score. And that's that Imua connection, right? Masaki to Obrey, back to Masaki for the tray. Love it. I knew you would as our Kamehameha uh, guy. Here's a three back the other way from Carter. No good. Off back iron rebounded by Masaki. Quickly the other way comes the guard who gets bumped in transition. And now Haley Masaki with an opportunity for two free throws after knocking in the three-pointer. And just like that, HPU with a little bit of momentum trailing by nine here with just 2.43 left in the first half. And I was going to say, Paul, before Masaki hit that earlier three, if HPU can get this deficit down to about eight, they'll have a good shot in the second half. But with this first free throw good by Masaki, it's already there. So why not shoot for four or five, and then you can really roll into the second half with some awesome momentum. Not to take uh, too many adages from other places, but I've, I've heard some pretty respected coaches talk about just one possession at a time. And if HPU, after those two free throw makes as Masaki makes the second one, can continue just focusing one possession at a time, getting stops. All of a sudden, you see this lead get cut in half. Chaminade once up by 14, now leading by just seven. Dallas Martinez back into the game for the visiting Silver Swords. Gives to Schutze on the right wing. Schutze will hand off to Carter. Skip on over to the left side. Here's... Madison Gage, who puts up a three and can't get that one to go. We're going to get a whistle away from the ball as well. Yeah, that was Desiree Carter. She pushed off down low. A nice spot by the referee there. And even better news for HPU is they get to go all the way down the court without taking any time off the clock. Two more free throws coming. And you see the issue of going over the limit on fouls so early in the quarter. Any contact resulting in free Two shots for HPU. Got to take advantage, though, as Ross's first free throw, long off back iron and no good. 
Ross, a 75% free throw shooter on the year, joined the team halfway through after a semester abroad, a semester at sea, uh, which looked like a very cool experience as well. Would love to get a chance to talk to her about that. Second free throw goes down, though, for the junior guard out of Boise, Idaho. Brings the Sharks within six now with just over two minutes remaining in the first half. Dallas Martinez's layup goes too strong off glass, rebounded by Ella Burge, and here come the Sharks. Ross driving down the lane, now will pull back out. Here's Erica Glenn driving, kicks it. Ball finds its way to Ella Burge. Burge over to the right wing to Ross. Her three-pointer off the mark, no good, but Kalina Aubrey works for another offensive rebound. Ross's second try, no good as well. Ball collected by Desiree Carter. And the Silver Swords ball tipped and stolen by Ross. Two on one the other way comes HPU. Ross, ball fake, puts up the layup, got hit. And on the way up, Allison Ross fouled. She'll head to the line for two. Dallas Martinez can't believe the call, picks up her third foul. As now Martinez, the senior for Chaminade in her final game for HPU, or pardon me, for the Silver Swords. Likely heading back to the bench. First free throw long once again for Allison Ross. Remains a six-point game, 38-32 with 141 remaining. Yeah, and Carter on the sideline over there having a hard time believing she was called for that third foul. She was literally set and with their hands up, and the contact came to her, yet the whistle still blew. It goes back to what you said before that Coach Michael Edwards was saying to a few of his players, you could be in position, but you got to fall down to really sell the call. Second free throw goes on through for Ross, and just like that, a five-point game. Hawaii Pacific fighting back against Chaminade. Here's Holen across the lane. Her runner can't go. Good defense there by Ella Burge. Rebound by Ross behind the back. Gets all the way to the cup, puts up the layup, and rolls off the rim. Allison Ross, everything but the finish as it remains a 38-33 game. Ball almost thrown away by Chaminade. Recovered, and now Holen will take the left wing three. That one no good. Martinez offensive rebound. Her putback is no good. All of a sudden, wow. a seal <laughs> on the basket for Chaminade. They've been stuck at 38 for a while. Left wing three by Ross comes up short. Rebound. And before Holen caught it, she didn't establish herself back in bounds. Another silly turnover for Chaminade. A timeout on the floor. We'll keep it on here. As just like that, Kyle, Chaminade was in control of this one. Up 14 and kind of cruising. And with the use of the free throw line and some quality defense and rebounding, HPU back in it just down by five with 50 seconds remaining here in the first half. And had the Sharks connected on two or three close-range shots, they might actually have the lead right now. That's how good they've been playing. And I really want to give Kalina Obrey credit. When she came into the game, she established the offensive rebounding potential for the Sharks. I believe she has at least five just since this midway point in the second quarter when she came in. So a great job by Obrey off the bench. She hasn't scored yet, but it's that rebounding advantage that gives the Sharks some fire here in the second quarter. Obrey doing a little bit of everything, an absolute animal on the floor. And someone we need to see a lot more of for HPU. Speaking of animals, have you voted yet? Visit HonoluluZoo.org daily through March 3rd and help the Honolulu Zoo get crowned as the best zoo in the nation according to USA Today. Back to live action 
as Kalina Obrey catches the ball down on the left post and spins and after looking like she might have taken some contact, loses the ball out of bounds. It'll be a turnover for HPU, remains a five-point game as some good defense there by the Silver Swords creating another Hawaii Pacific giveaway. Here's Parado with 20 on the shot clock. Gives one more into the corner to Buttery. Her three-point try no good. And a nice job boxing out by Ella Burge. Results in another Chaminade foul. Burge will now head to the line once again with the clock stopped. 30.5 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. And Chaminade, trail, or Chaminade leading just by five over HPU. And that's now a 9-0 run by HPU as they look to add two more. Shamanat potentially could go scoreless the last three and a half plus minutes of this first half. And when I first talked to Coach Ray Alvarado when he was introduced as the head coach for HPU, that's really what he said his calling card of his teams he wanted it to be was that defensive end as Burge knocks in the first free throw, second one, same result. And just like that, a one-possession game as HPU has fought all the way back from down 14 in this second quarter to make it 38-35 here. Julian Parado and the Silver Swords, an opportunity to hold it out for one shot. The shot clock and game clock essentially identical. Holin driving the lane, puts up a wild layup, and another foul away wow. from the ball going to get called as we'll see who it's on, but for the third straight possession, Foul goes against number 15, Samira El Masri, but for the third consecutive possession, Chaminade, after a miss, called for the loose ball foul, resulting in two free throws on the other end for HPU. And for the Sharks, not only are they looking to add to their 11-0 run, but one or two free throws here could put them over 20 points just from the free throw line alone, which would be more than they have from the field here in the first half. First free throw bounces out once again for Allison Ross. Exactly what we saw her first two trips to the line in this second quarter. She knocked down the second free throw each of those times. She'll try to do the same here as she does exactly that. 38-36 now HPU trails with just 10 seconds left in this first half. Buttery gets it up against a little bit of a press. El Masri from the same spot she hit it at the end of the first quarter. Can't get that one to go. Gets her own rebound. Can't get the second shot off in time. And at the end of the first half, it's Chaminade leading by just two over HPU. 38-36 here on Senior Day for Hawaii Pacific. Don't go too far. We'll have the halftime breakdown coming on up. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action on Senior Day. It's halftime here inside the Shark Tank. 38-36, Chaminade leading HPU, the women's game up first. Welcome on in to the halftime show brought to you by DSE Hawaii, bringing quality, efficiency, and most importantly, customer service and satisfaction to the electrical industry for over 35 years. And Kyle, throughout that first half, uh, a little bit different how each side got to their point totals for Chaminade, a team that doesn't necessarily get hot from three very often, already at their game total for typical makes, and for HPU, a lot, a lot, a lot of points at the line. 
Yeah, a lot of interesting stats in that first half. You mentioned the three-point shooting for Chaminade. They started 5-for-5, five five, missed their last seven, though. And on the flip side for HPU, they have a 17-7 lead in bench scoring and an 11-2 lead in second-chance points. So that tells me energy off the bench and attention to detail, getting those rebounds, especially on the offensive end, and turning that into points. That's helped the Sharks cut the deficit from 14 down to just two. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, the second chance points really playing a big role in that HPU comeback. Ten offensive rebounds through the first 20 minutes for HPU compared to just five for visiting Chaminade. And uh, like I mentioned before, a lot of free throws, 20 of 27 from the charity stripe for Hawaii Pacific as opposed to just nine of 13 from the line for Chaminade. And in that second quarter and really the second half of the second quarter there, HPU really turned up the defense, Kyle, and with that, turning up the defense, that led to those free throw attempts as well, and in that, goes on a 12-0 run to end the first half. And I was going to say, it might be a bad thing when you have more free throws than points from the field, but the good news is they've made 74% of their free throws. So, I mean, you can take the good and just say, hey, if it's working, might as well stick with it and try to keep getting that contact, especially in the second half knowing that you've already have three fouls called on Emma Morris and Dallas Martinez and two on Desiree Carter. So the foul trouble carries over to the second half. That's a great call out as well because it's more about who the foul trouble is on for Chaminade. Kind of like you mentioned, Dallas Martinez with three fouls. Three fouls on Emma Morris. That's two starters with three fouls. Samira El Masri, the leading scorer for Chaminade with two fouls herself. And Ashley Holen, the third leading scorer for Chaminade with two fouls herself. So uh, a lot of foul trouble, and that doesn't even cover all of it for Chaminade. Going to have to change that in the second half. We'll give you more of what you need to focus on and what Chaminade and HPU will need to focus on in the second half. You're listening to the DSE DSE Hawaii Halftime Show here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Don't go too far. This is HPU Sharks Basketball on HSRN. Your health tip of the week is from Dr. Dale Glenn of Hawaii Pacific Health. Colorectal cancer is one of the most common types of cancer in the U.S., but it is preventable and treatable if detected early. Speak to your doctor about getting colorectal cancer screenings at regular intervals, starting at age 45. With a team of experts and leading-edge technology, Hawaii Pacific Health has the comprehensive care to help create a healthier you. For more health tips, visit HealthierHawaii.org. Back to more HPU Sharks basketball presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back on into the DSE Hawaii Halftime Show. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action of senior day here for HPU as the Sharks trail the Silver Swords 38-36 at halftime. If you're enjoying Sharks basketball, stick around later for the men's game as well as HPU honors one senior and uh, tries to take down Chaminade and lock up at least a top seed and keep their hopes alive for a top two seed. Also want to uh, remind you that support for HPU athletics comes from Hawaii Pacific Health. For strains, sprains, sports injuries, and muscle and joint pains, visit the orthopedic urgent care team at Straub Medical Center. 
Kalhala Clinic, and Urgent Care. No appointment is necessary. Learn more at straubhealth.org slash Kalhala. Kyle, at halftime, Chaminade up by two, was up by 14 in that second quarter before a furious 12-0 run to finish the half by HPU, held the Silver Sword scoreless for the final 355. Samira Elmastri had 12 points in the early going. She was red hot from long distance. She leads the way for Chaminade with those 12 points and six rebounds, but mentioned it before, she's got two fouls of her own to worry about. And on the other side, Ella Burge leading the way on senior day, the senior from Sweden with nine points and five rebounds, six of six from the line for HPU. And in this second half, what are each of these sides going to have to focus on to come up with that win that we talked about to go into the offseason kind of sitting pretty and really heading into the offseason with a lot of momentum? Well, I think for HPU, just looking at the fact that they were outshot 53.8% to 20 in the first quarter and were still able to bounce back and shoot better than Chaminade in the second quarter, I think it goes to show that HPU has not quit on this season. So already... That's going to be my key is continue, you know, follow this course, finish this game, and I think they're going to be in good shape. Continue to get those offensive boards, limit the turnovers, and convert those second-chance opportunities. On the flip side for Chaminade, they've showed, going back to that first quarter, from 54% from the field, if they can get back to that, they can definitely win this game. However, they need to stay out of foul trouble. Already 17 fouls called against Chaminade in this game. Going to have to play better defense than that in the second half to hold on to this slim two-point lead. I also do want to point out the job that HPU has done so far on Ashley Holin, the redshirt sophomore for Chaminade. In the first matchup, Holin had 17 points, was 9 of 12 from the charity stripe, and a big part of that upset win for the Silver Swords over HPU, snapping that 40-game losing streak for CUH against their H1 rivals. But uh, today, just those six points, she's 2 of 7 from the field, and only one trip to the free throw line, one of those and ones that we talked about there in the first half, so going to have to continue holding her down along with a bunch of other silver, silver swords in the second half if HPU wants to come up with a win here on Senior Day. You want to stick around to catch that exciting second half coming on up. Don't go too far. This is HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Welcome back on into the Shark Tank. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera bringing you all the action. Getting ready for second half action here on Senior Day for HPU. Honoring three seniors, two of them playing today. Obviously, Ashley Nunez has been injured for most of the season. Participated in nine games before going down with a lower leg injury. Senior from El Paso, Texas was honored before the game today recognized for receiving her masters alongside Kiona Loftus and Ella Burge, who Burge, one of the rare true four-year players in college, not more than four, not less than four, but a true four-year player. She also received her bachelors, all three of them honored before the game today. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera getting ready for second half action. HPU Chaminade in the 
H1 series. First one went the way of Chaminade, 77-66, snapping a 40-game losing streak for the Silver Sword women against HPU. Last time Silver Swords won against HPU before then, 2007, Kyle. Yeah, and I think for HPU, you have to have that in the back of your mind, right? You blew that 40-game winning streak, but what better way to overcome that than start a new streak right here today? And knowing that they were down by 14, now down only just two, riding a 12-0 run to end that first half. HPU is in prime position to get another streak going. And we are back underway here in the third quarter. HPU starting off with possession as Masaki gets it on the left wing, feeds down low to Obrey. First try, no good, gets her own miss. Second try, also no good as Obrey took a shot to the face, no call. Rebound goes to El Masri. El Masri back out top to Escobedo, drives, draws two defenders, kicks out. Ashley Holen, left wing three. And that's a rough sign for HPU if Chaminade's going to start making their threes again. They made their first five, missed their next seven. Now starting the second half with the tray. Exactly what the Sharks don't want for sure. See Silver Swords getting hot from behind the arc once again. Talked about how they had held Holland down in that first half. Post feed down low to Jones, kicks it back out. Burge, right wing three, answers right back. Ella Burge, just like the start of the game. Both sides showing off a little bit of familiarity. Once again, a two-point game, 41-39, the Chaminade lead. Just over a minute into second-half action. El Masri puts it up from the left wing, can't get it to go. Ball knocked around, and Ashley Holen secures it, puts in the layup five points in a row for the redshirt sophomore forward as almost scoring as many points in these opening 90 seconds as she did in the entire first half. Masaki fouled on the way to the basket. It'll be baseline out of bounds for HPU with 23 seconds left on the shot clock. And that was a tough position for HPU because, as far as on the defensive end, because they had the rebound corralled between three of their players, but then the Chaminade player snuck right in and took it away. So a potential four-point swing, depending on what HPU can do here. Baseline out, ball goes on into Jensen, finds its way to Burge. Burge over to Glenn on the right wing, back up top to Burge. Straight away three, knocks it down, back-to-back -back threes for Ella Burge. And a one-point game just like that, 43-42 now. Chaminade leading HPU. Morgan Escobedo slowing things down for the visitors. Silver Swords on the Burge of Collapse. I like it, I like it. Dallas Martinez likes the matchup, drives the lane, can't get the layup to go. Another rebound by Ella Burge as the senior backpacking the Sharks through two and a half quarters so far. Glenn puts up the layup and left it short, rebounded by Martinez and cleared by the Silver Swords. Escobedo on the left wing, up top to Holin. Her three-pointer comes up short, air ball out of bounds. And back the other way for HPU as Holin frustrated with herself. And that's now the third air ball three by Chaminade. So again, five in a row to start the game. They've missed one of nine cents, including those three air balls. So great news for HPU there. Masaki, right-hand dribble back up top to Glenn. She steps behind a screen, puts up the three, left it a little bit short. El Masri pulls in the defensive board, and now with a head of steam back the other way, and a one-point lead for Chaminade. Right-hand dribble, finds Martinez in the short corner. Her jumper comes up long, another rebound by Burge. One-on-one -on -one now for Burge against Emma Morris. Burge all the way to the rim, lays it on in. HPU up 44-43 now. 
as the Sharks have come all the way back from down 14. Ella Burge, a phenomenal job in this one, leading her team in her final game at the Shark Tank. Parado working down. Masaki puts up the layup. Left is short. Rebound by Masaki. Quickly the other way comes HPU. Glenn on the right wing. Shot fake. Drives back out to Masaki. Masaki will slow it on down and pull it back. Right hand. Hands it on off to Glenn on the right wing. Glenn drives the lane. Ball stripped away by Martinez. Glenn got it back. Back out to Burge. Left wing three. She knocks it down again. Ella Burge, 11 points in a row to open up this second half. She's on fire. And it's 47-43 now. HPU ahead. And HPU moving so quickly. I didn't get to say it earlier. HPU leading for the first time this game. So what better time to go ahead than now as the strong defense continues. First try was off the mark, and Morris throws it away. Ball stolen away by Erica Glenn, puts up the layup. Erica Glenn lays it on in. And the Sharks with an avalanche just out of halftime. Chaminade needs a timeout. Timeout on the floor. 48-43, your score. HPU ahead. We'll take one, two. Don't go too far. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network and streaming live at hawaiisportsradio.com. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera back here in the Shark Tank on Senior Day where the HPU women have come roaring back from a 14-point deficit, a 19-point swing in all. Pardon me. It looks like a 20-point swing in all as HPU an extra point awarded after a discussion, I believe, about whether or not it was a two- or three-pointer before. So a six-point lead and a 20-point swing in total for HPU in just eight minutes of total game action. And, Paul, that's an 11, pardon me, 12-0 run to end the first half and now a 10-0 run here in the third quarter. Ray Alvarado's team picking the right time to turn things up on both offense and defense. Parado's running layup up and good as the freshman out of Campbell settling down Chaminade after HPU, like you mentioned, a 10-0 run. Here's Ross driving the lane, flips up the right-handed hook, can't get it to go, rebounded, goes to Parado, skips it ahead to Morris. She steps behind the three-point line. Gives it to a cutting El Masri. Her turnaround jumper comes up short. And once again, Ella Burge. She's been everywhere here in this third quarter, similar to that first quarter as HPU ahead 49-45. 5.05 left to play in this third. Backdoor cut by Burge. Ross can't get it to her. Finds Obrey instead. And Obrey spinning left-handed layup up and in. 51-45 back up to a six-point advantage for HPU as Kalina Obrey getting in on the fun. Dallas Martinez over on the left wing, guarded closely by Ross. Pick and roll action with Emma Morris, puts up the layup, can't get it to go, but was hit on her way there, so she'll head to the line for a pair. Clock stopped with 4.39 left in the third, and Chaminade trailing by six. Got another timeout on the floor, we'll keep it on here. Hey, have you voted yet? Want to remind you to visit HonoluluZoo.org daily through March 3rd and help the Honolulu Zoo get crowned as the best zoo in the nation, according to USA Today. Kyle, have you voted yet? Uh, I did. 
See? I actually voted during our baseball game last week when HPU were playing like animals as well. See? We're doing our part here at HSRN, hoping you're doing your part as well, supporting the Honolulu Zoo. So far, a nice crowd supporting HPU on senior day as the women lead Chaminade 51-45, 439 remaining in this third quarter. And Kyle, it's really been the Ella Bird show ever since the opening minutes, but ever since halftime ended, uh, the senior from Sweden with a sweet touch from long range. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier, Paul, an 11-0 run on her own for Burge, giving her now 20 points. She's made 5 of 7 from the field, perfect from 3, and perfect from the free throw line, and she's already on track for a double-double. She certainly seems to be well on her way, though she is on the bench now getting a little bit of well-deserved rest after, like we mentioned in the first half, Coach Ray Alvarado likes seeing his players empty the tank before giving them a break. Emma Morris knocks in the first free throw. Five-point game, HPU leading Chaminade, 51-46. Morris's second free throw goes down as she's replaced by Sasha Phillip after her trip to the line. Reminder that Chaminade dealing with a lot of foul trouble here today as Dallas Martinez, three in the first half, Samira El Masri with two in the first half, both of them on the bench right now for Chaminade. Kaylee Berry, after a pass from Masaki, flips up a wild layup, can't get it to go. But oh, loose on the ground, and a couple of players for both sides with a hand on it. Jump ball going to be called. Possession arrow favors Chaminade. Turnover, HPU. And while the perspiration situation's cleaned up, we want to remind you, tune in Saturday for HPU Baseball, 11 a.m., as the Sharks face top ranked as far as the conference goes, Azusa Pacific. And then on Sunday, we have HPU softball for you. Right around noon, we'll get underway as the Sharks face Chaminade on the softball diamond. A lot of fun coming up for you right here on HSRN. Yeah, if you are an HSRN uh, HPU supporter, you'll be pretty happy with this weekend's slate. It'll be you, Kyle Galdera, and Alan Mia on the call for each of those games. Morgan Escobedo fouled on the way up by Leslie Mojica. Stopping the clock and sending the freshman guard to the line. Her first free throw hits front and back iron before bouncing on out. Remains a four-point lead for HPU. Second free throw for the five-foot-four guard out of Scottsdale, Arizona is good, and it makes it a one-possession game once again, 51-48 as Erica Glenn going to check back in for Mojica after Mojica picks up her third foul. Press on now for Chaminade. Yeah, I like that move by Chaminade, knowing that HP is really beating them as far as energy and running the, the fast break as HP responds to the press by doing just that. They break the press very quickly and easily as Glenn gets it over, feeds Obri, and Obri skips it on out to Masaki. Masaki's feed back on into Obri, knocked out of bounds. It'll remain with HPU with 17 on the shot clock. And really quickly, Paul, for Chaminade, you know, at 1-18 in conference, they've had a bunch of leads. They just haven't been able to close out games as the three-pointer taken and missed by the Sharks. 
Glenn coming up a little bit too long there for HPU. Rebounded by Desiree Carter and Shamanad. Amaya Washington back in for the Silver Swords. And back on into the basket is Morgan Escobedo, the five foot four guard, starting to get loose for the visitors as it's a one point game. 51 50 now, HPU leading. Ooh. And Glenn going to get called for the charge. Sasha Phillip reading the mind of the sophomore transfer for HPU and now Erica Glenn heading back to the bench with another foul we were talking about foul trouble for HP or pardon me for Shamanad now HPU's leading scorer picking up her third foul with 325 remaining here in the third quarter forcing her to take a seat and something to keep an eye on Paul Megan Jones only 13 minutes in this game so far I wonder if maybe coach Alvarado knows that you know, they need offense, and Jones isn't the most prolific scorer, so I think he's leaning a little more toward that scoring side to try to keep the Sharks at least maybe trying to build on this one-point lead. I think that's a fair theory by you. Jones, an excellent defender as Amaya Washington knocks down the long step back two over Burge. Jones, arguably the best or one of the best defenders uh, in recent HPU memory set the single season blocks record. She has 80 this season coming into this game, breaking Abby Spurgeon's record set just a year ago at 61. Here's Burge with deep post position. Gets wrapped up by Carter on the way up, and instead of the layup, she'll have to earn the two points at the line. And I like that play because Obrey had a wide open three from the top, but instead chose to go down low to Burge. And I mentioned Jones. She comes into the game here for Obrey. I think Burge has really supplanted the Jones-Obrey combo and earned her playing time, as she's shown tonight, 20 points already. Make it 21 after the free throw goes down. Burge putting on a show on senior day here, her last game inside the Shark Tank. The old St. Francis Gymnasium has treated HPU well this year, the men's team especially. That game's coming on up as Burgess' second free throw goes on through as well. The lead back to HPU. Ball on over to Escobedo. Knifing through the defense. Drives with the right, puts up the layup, no good. Rebounded by Masaki. And HPU back the other way. It's fun watching Masaki and Escobedo go at it. Two guards with a lot of energy as Masaki gets all the way to the rim, lays it on in. 55-52 now HPU leads with just over two minutes remaining in this third quarter. Escobedo hands off to Carter, who spins in the lane, puts up the step back, way off the mark, rebounded by Allison Ross. Good defense by the junior right there for HPU as they try to add on to this three-point advantage. Burge on the right wing will skip it and find Masaki, who pulls it on out with 15 on the shot clock and will reset the offense. Masaki over to Jensen, and Jensen wasn't paying attention. Ball luckily bounced to Ross. Back to Jensen in the corner. Ball bounces around the rim and out, and Ella Burge couldn't corral it. Knocked out of bounds and will go to the Chaminade. 135 remaining here in the third quarter as Tiana Holland and Tiona Loftus check back into the game for HPU. Yeah, something to keep an eye on, and we'll do that for our listeners, is there's a little bit of chippiness going on. Allison Ross with a big screen on Escobedo, knocking the smaller player down to the court. And earlier on, it was El Masri knocking down Masaki a couple of times. So we'll see if maybe, you know, toward the end of this season, those emotions are piling up. We'll see if they bubble over toward the home stretch. 
Going to be important to keep your calm in this one. Both teams playing pretty evenly as El Masri on the right wing working against Burge. Tries the lane, can't get it to go. Blocked away, gets her own miss. Second try, no good as well. And ball knocked it out of bounds off Sasha Phillip last. So it'll go to HPU with 68 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Yeah, an instant defense for Jones. We mentioned it earlier. Not the most prolific scorer, but those block shots really affect Chaminade's offense. Even when she's not blocking shots, just the length affects so many layups inside the paint. Here's Obrey skipping to the left corner, finds Holland. Her three-pointer comes up short. Good hustle by Loftus. Results in another possession for HPU as the ball knocked off Chaminade last. And fresh 20 on the shot clock for the Sharks. After a brief discussion uh, between officials, the call on the floor remains the same. Still a three-point advantage for HPU. 50 seconds remaining here in the third. Holland crossing on over and getting it to Ross. Ross post-feed down low to Jones, who puts it up and puts it on in. Megan Jones using all six-foot-three of her frame there to finish and put it up to a five-point lead once again for HPU. Loose ball on the ground. Fought four and one by Allison Ross. Got the ball up to Obrey and back to Ross now. Ross told to calm it on down just a hair as the shot clock and game clock nearly identical. Sharks can hold for one. Tiana Holland comes on up to get the ball. And now with 10, the Sharks will go. Obrey over on the left wing to Holland with five. Holland gets the screen from Jones, kicks into the corner, finds Loftus, right corner three, off the mark, no good. And after three quarters of play, it's HPU in front by five, 57-52. You're going to want to stick around for the exciting end of this one. You're listening to HPU Sharks Hoops on HSRN. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where HPU's women's basketball team leads Chaminade 57-52, heading into the fourth quarter. Looking to end the year on the right note at home. And just end the year on the right note if you are Chaminade. Here's Kiona Loftus over on the right wing. Over to Ross on the left side. Down low finds Obrey who kicks it back out, finds a wide open Loftus, left wing three, that one no good, rebound by Holen. And they're gonna get Obrey with the over the back call, a little overzealous there, but again, I applaud the effort by Obrey coming off the bench midway through the second quarter, and that's when HPU turned it around. So if I'm Coach Alvarado, I'm gonna say keep that up because it's really frustrating Chaminade's transition game too. Just Obrey's second foul, the first foul here in the fourth quarter. And if there is a time to be hustling and doing stuff like that, it is early on here when the only you know, mistake is a foul. And your first team foul at that, no harm, no shots. You know, as Mojica whistled for her fourth here. And just like that, two quick fouls on HPU, not even 36 seconds into play. Inbound goes to Parado in the left corner. Chaminade trailing by five. Once was up by 14 points before HPU turned it up a notch. Here's Escobedo all the way to the rim and gets it on in over Megan Jones. 
the five foot four guard with no fear against the all-time single season leader in shots blocked for HPU right there to cut it back to a one possession game. Holland, right-handed floater, left it short, right rebounded by Escobedo, and here come the Silver Swords. Escobedo finds Holen on the right wing all the way to the cup. Holen left it short. Rebound collected by Overy, and a foul going to get called against Dallas Martinez. She can't believe it. She's begging for a jump ball, but the official disagrees. It'll be the fourth against the senior. And that was a really good call by the referee there, Clayton Tang. Carter did get there, but she reached in. Instead of grabbing the ball, she got Overy's arm, and that was the, to me, easy foul call. Both sides getting some early fouls to start this fourth quarter. Three-point lead for Hawaii Pacific, 57-54 in what has been an exciting senior day game between two teams that have struggled a bit with their PacWest Conference slate. Here's Erica Glenn on the right wing. Up top finds Obrey. Obrey on over to the left wing to Masaki. Masaki on the drive and looked like she was about to pass to Ella Burge before she got tripped. Foul going to go against the Silver Swords, number 12, Morgan Escobedo, her second, the team's second. And I just mentioned Ella Burge, who already has a career-high 22 points as we entered this fourth quarter. Her previous career-high coming just about a month ago with 18 points against Point Loma. Clearly looking to drive way past that mark today. As the inbound goes to Burge, she'll drive the baseline, kick back out to Glenn, but before she could get the pass off, she'll be whistled for a travel. Another turnover for HPU, and that's something in the third quarter they did exceptionally well, which was take care of the basketball. So far in the fourth quarter, not the same case. Here's Martinez, handoff to Holen up top. Holen guarded closely by Obrey will give to Morris. Morris left wing three, rattles around the rim, no good. Ball fought for and jump ball going to be called. Possession arrow favors Chaminade as Escobedo and Burge got tied up. Allison Ross checking back into the game for HPU, replaces Megan Jones with 8.03 remaining. Coach Ray Alvarado going back to a, a bit of a smaller lineup without his six foot three center. Inbound makes its way back to Dallas Martinez. Martinez with a step through, can't get the layup to go, and rebound Ella Burge. Ashley Holen whistled for the reach in foul as Burge continues doing a nice job on the glass for HPU. It's Holen's fourth foul as well, so. Foul trouble continuing to rear its ugly head for the visiting Silver Swords. And with time running down, you start to wonder how long Michael Edwards, head coach Michael Edwards, that is, can go without a pair of his leading scorers. Meanwhile, for Burge, one rebound away from a double-double. What a senior night for her as Obrey drops in a deuce and is fouled. Kalina Obrey with a nice strong finish with the left hand, absorbing the contact, and now getting one chance for one more as Amaya Washington whistled for her first of the afternoon. And now an opportunity for Obrey to push this lead back up to six points for HPU. Would match their largest lead of the game. They came back with 6.04 remaining in the third quarter. 
Sasha Phillip checking back into the game for Chaminade. Phillip, another senior here, but for the other side. Averages two points and two rebounds per game as Obrey makes good on the and one foul. And it's a six-point lead now for Hawaii Pacific as we tick under eight minutes left to play. Escobedo guarded by Ross will hand off to Washington and get it right back from El Masri. Escobedo has her pocket picked by Ross and immediately ties her back on up, but the possession arrow favors the Sharks. Good defensive play by Allison Ross right there as Escobedo had her pocket picked. The freshman a little too careless with the ball, crossing it over in front of her, and Ross taking advantage. Inbound goes to Haley Masaki, who will walk it on up as the Sharks lead by two possessions on senior day. A 20-point swing in this one as Chaminade led by as many as 14 in the first half. A beautiful backdoor cut and pass as Ross connects with Masaki. She lays it on in with the right hand and a brand-new high lead of the day. Eight points, 62-54 now with the Sharks ahead of the Swords. Almasri spinning, kicks it back out to Phillip up top. Phillip will look and find Parado. Parado crossing on over using the Phillip screen. Gets it to El Masri, who will drive against Burge. Fall away jumper, got it to go as Sasha, or pardon me, as Samira El Masri continuing an excellent night for Chaminade, trying to play spoiler here on the road in the final game of the season for the Silver Swords. Only the first points for El Masri this second half. Glenn, right-hand drive, somehow got it to Obrey. Extra pass into the left corner, finds Burge. Her three-pointer rims on out, rebounded by Parado. How's that, Paul? She's human. She finally missed a three. It felt like she never would, but there, that one rolling around every part of the rim before eventually going out for Burge. Phillip will hand off to Washington as Chaminade trails by six. 6-10 left to play as El Mastery drives the lane and on the way up. Before the strip from Burge, going to get a foul called against the Swedish forward, sending El Masri to the line, stopping the clock with 6.05 left to play. Burge picking up her second foul of the afternoon as Leslie Mojica checks back on in for Burge. One last breather for the star senior who has enjoyed herself a career day on the final opportunity on this Shark Tank court. And as El Master gets ready to take her free throws, she puts the first one up and makes it. It's really nice to see. One of my favorite parts about HB Athletics is all the other sports supporting the sport having their senior night. So softball's here, acro and tumbling, cheerleading, the softball team. It's a great all-around effort by the Sharks tonight. Excellent call out by you there as both free throws go through for El Masri. As you're right, we see tons of the programs here today and those programs a lot of which have joined us on Sharks Weekly which you can catch uh, on demand wherever you get most podcasts or on Hawaii Sports Radio Network's YouTube channel. Today we had tennis, a really fun chat as Haley Masaki loses her dribble out of bounds and an unforced turnover by HPU. Masaki taps her chest and says my bad as the lead has shrunk to four once again for the Sharks, 5.51 remaining. Chaminade making things sweaty for the near-capacity crowd behind us. Escobedo brings the ball down the floor and will flip it to Washington. 
Over to El Masri on the right side. El Masri, left-hand dribble, finds Washington over on the right side. Her three-pointer off the mark. Ball tapped around, somehow finds its way to El Masri. Her three-pointer comes up short, rebounded by Kalina Obrey, and cleared by Hawaii Pacific. Erica Glenn, using the Obrey screen, skips into the corner to find Mojica. Mojica, after feeding Obrey, gets it back. Her three-point try comes up short, rebounded by Escobedo. And Chaminade looks to cut into this four-point HPU lead once again. Washington, right corner three, knocks it on down. Good kick out from Escobedo, finds an open Washington. And just like that, a one-point game as freshman to freshman for Chaminade makes it look like the present and future is bright. Glenn. If you're HPU, sorry, Paul, I give that up because after Chaminade made their first five threes, they've only made two of 12 cents. So I'm actually okay with giving up that shot, knowing that you want to protect the inside. And feeling the pressure, Coach Ray Alvarado going to call for a timeout on the floor. We'll take one, too. Don't go too far. You're going to want to catch the end of this one. 62-61, your score. HPU leading Chaminade. We'll be right back. This is HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Back to more HPU Sharks Basketball. Presented by Hawaii Pacific Health on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760. Back to live action here inside the Shark Tank as HPU clinging to a one-point lead with 4.46 remaining in this fourth quarter of play. 62-61, the Sharks ahead, 17 seconds on the shot clock. Baseline out of bounds, inbound goes to Burge, back out to Erica Glenn. Two-man game between Glenn and Burge. Post-feed down low now to Jones. Her left-handed hook way off the mark and... Mojica comes crashing in, grabs the offensive board, and then is hit as they'll get Samira El Masri with her third foul. And I believe that'll be two shots for Mojica. It will be as both sides line up. So an excellent job by the freshman, creating an extra opportunity for the Sharks, and now rewarded for that effort and hustle with a pair of free throws. And we mentioned it earlier, sometimes Mojica gets a little too excited and turns the ball over, but this is one of those instances where you take that energy and you want to bottle it because the fabulous freshman earned her two free throws right here. Looking to put HP up by three as she misses the front end of the two-shot bonus foul. And you can see Mojica is a quality shooter, somebody who at times can get hot from long range, but inconsistent. And part of that is the youth as Second free throw is up and good. A one-for-two trip by Mojica gives HPU a two-point lead. But you can see the seeds are there for Leslie Mojica to be a really nice player for this HPU program. She's had great moments this year and looking to close out the home schedule in a big way. Two-point lead for HPU over Chaminade. Under four and a half left to play as Parado steps behind a Phillips screen. Her three-pointer off the mark, and Mojica hauls in another rebound. There, a little bit of a forced shot from the freshman out of Campbell. Mojica tried to force it into Obrey, couldn't handle the pass, and the ball stolen away by Chaminade. And that's the double edge of that sword, right, is Mojica turning it over there. 
Good news for HBU. They're still up by two, and they get the ball back with the steal. Nice job by Obrey, sticking her big paw out, grabbing the loose ball. And a freshman turnover on one side, a freshman turnover on the other as Escobedo tossed that one away. Quick, good hands. And speaking of quick, a quick move right there by Kalina Obrey, spinning over her right shoulder, lays it on in with the left and back up to a four-point lead for the Sharks as we're under four minutes left. Martinez back in the game with her four fouls. Drives and finds an open Parado. Back out one more to Washington. Left wing three, no good. Comes up short, rebounded by Erica Glenn and the Sharks. HPU ahead by four with just over three minutes remaining. Coach Ray Alvarado's squad looking to snap a five-game losing streak. Get some revenge for an earlier loss against the Silver Swords as Glenn hit on the way to the hoop and she'll head to the line for two as Amaya Washington picks up her second foul of the afternoon. 3-11 remaining here, HPU ahead by four. Been a somewhat quiet day for Erica Glenn as her first free throw misses. Glenn with just six points through three quarters has dealt with some foul trouble of her own as we've been mentioning with Chaminade, HBU a little bit on their side as Glenn's second free throw is good. 66-61 now HPU leading. 3-11 left to play as some token pressure shown by the Sharks here. Parado will walk it on up, calls out the play. Hand off to Martinez, over to Washington. Washington gets a double screen up top, will find Parado on the right wing. Crossover dribble working against Holland across the lane, kicks back out to Escobedo, gets all the way to the cup, lays it up with the left hand. And it's three-point game once again, 66-63. Ella Burge in the game once again for HPU as Coach Ray Alvarado looking to close this out on senior day with just one of his three seniors on the floor. Here's Mojica from the left wing. That one long off the mark, rebounded by Martinez. And Escobedo quickly the other way. Left-handed dribble, started to lose it, got it back, finds Washington up top. Shot fake by Washington. Now we'll hand off to Martinez with 15 on the shot clock. Martinez over to Escobedo. Left-hand drive, puts up the layup, can't get it to go, but the freshman was hit on her way there. Ella Burge, the culprit. So Morgan Escobedo heads to the line, stops the clock, and an opportunity to cut into this three-point deficit by the, or for the Swords with 2.08 remaining. Now what I like there for HPU is even though they committed the foul, they let Chaminade take all the shot clock. So here we are, two minutes left, basically putting the pressure on the Silver Swords to convert everything from here on out. You said it. Puts the pressure on Chaminade as the pressure is on, and Escobedo goes just one for two. A good foul by Burge. Results in still a two-point lead for HPU as we're under two minutes left to play here inside the Shark Tank. Chaminade and HPU battling in the H1 series. Masaki's left-handed layup comes up off the bottom of the backboard, rebounded by Chaminade. And now the Silver Swords a chance to tie or take the lead on this possession. Martinez working against Ross, drives and will kick out to Phillip. Phillip denies a handoff to Escobedo. Now will drive against Obrey. Her layup no good. And rebound goes to Glenn. 
as the redshirt sophomore did a nice job securing that rebound through a few Silver Swords, and HPU will slow things down. Allison Ross holding it on out right next to her head coach, Ray Alvarado, with 10 on the shot clock. The ball looks like it might have been tapped away. Ross not touching it, and wow. now she will. And, and that was a beautiful play by Ross because not only did she allow 15 seconds to go off the clock, but I believe Chaminade hit it out of bounds. An excellent job by Ross not to panic once the ball went into the backcourt there and we'll get a discussion between the officials after Sasha Phillip went diving for that ball in that far right corner. And it'll be a two-pronged discussion for these officials as the shot clock was going down. Did Phillip get possession of the ball? Switching possession means a reset of the shot clock. And did she do that before going out of bounds which would give a fresh clock to HPU. And that looks like what the call is going to be on the floor as we get Sharks basketball after the discussion. So a couple of pieces of great news for HPU here. Not only do they get the ball, but because they ruled it a change of possession, okay, they are going to reverse it. And now they're going to talk about it. So what I was going to say was because they ruled it a change of possession, they had initially reset the shot clock. Now they're saying that because Ross essentially walked the dog with that ball all the way to the opposite corner, they're going to put the shot clock back at two, basically forcing HPU to throw a Hail Mary pass and try to get a shot up. And in my honest opinion, I think that would be the, the appropriate thing to do here. I don't think Phillip got to it and was able to secure possession in time. So two seconds on the shot clock for HPU to work with. 103 remaining on the game clock and... Coach Ray Alvarado going to call a 30-second timeout to draw things up. We'll keep it on here. Hey, want to remind you, you can tune on in each and every Thursday at 9 a.m. for Sharks Weekly. Take a deep dive into the men's and women's athletic programs at HPU with Sharks Weekly, Thursday mornings at 9 a.m., or get it on demand at hawaiisportsradio.com or on the YouTube channel, Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 66-64, HPU clinging to a two-point lead with 63 seconds left in regulation. Two seconds on the shot clock for the Sharks to work with as Ray Alvarado draws something up for his team, trying to come up with a win on senior day to snap a five-game losing streak. And for HPU here, knowing that you have two seconds left, I think the obvious choice would to be Almost like when you're treating it like an end-of-game situation and you're looking for a desperation three. You're going to have your bigs line up at half court, set some screen action, and get a guard open for a long shot. That's exactly what we do with three players running. It'll be turned over by HPU. Ross throws it directly to El Masri and then bumps El Masri on the baseline. And I believe that'll be the fifth foul of the fourth quarter on the Sharks, sending Samira El Masri, the junior transfer from Birmingham Southern, to the line, the leading scorer for the Silver Swords. And a tough foul there, and a tough sequence there by Allison Ross and HPU. And not only does El Masri get two free throws here, but what I was trying to say before HPU kind of hurried a bit is that what you want to do in that situation, as luckily for HPU, the first free throw is no good, is even if you can't get that ball in, 
Just whip it to the other side and at least touch it so that you turn it over, but Chaminade has to take it the length of the court, unlike what happened right there. El Mastri's second free throw bounces on through. One for two trip by the junior makes it a one possession, or pardon me, a one point game with less than a minute left to play. And that allows you not to have to foul here as Glenn will hold up top with 20 on the shot clock, uses a screen. Gives to Burge, one more over to the left wing, finds Ross. Ross up top to Obrey, now finds Glenn with 10 on the shot clock. Glenn will pull up from the free throw line, knocks it down. Erica Glenn gives a little breathing room to HPU and a timeout on the floor by coach Michael Edwards and Chaminade as the Silver Swords trail 68-65 with 33.2 seconds remaining. And let me ask you here, Coach Paul, up by three, 30-some-odd seconds left to go in the game, and knowing Shamad is in the bonus, do you maybe take 10 or 15 seconds off the clock and then foul, knowing that even if they make two, you get the ball back up by one, or do you let things play out and maybe let Shamanad tie it up? It's a difficult decision for a few reasons, right? Where your offense, you don't feel great about how it's worked at times in the half court for HPU. So you don't really want to risk allowing Chaminade an opportunity to tie on this possession. So I understand the foul or where you come from with the idea of fouling. But I also come from the school of belief that my defense is good enough to get one stop when the game is on the line. And I would imagine that's what Coach Ray Alvarado is thinking as well with now they put a little bit extra time on the clock, 34.2 seconds remaining, just about an extra second after the timeout was called. So what about a compromise? How about if you're HPU, you force Chaminade, funnel him in, let him get that two-point shot, knowing that you'll still be up by one without even having a foul? I think that is the appropriate decision, and you feel fine about fouling. You're playing extra hard defense, trying to go for a steal. Inbound goes to Morgan Escobedo. Man defense shown by HPU. Sasha Phillip finds El Masri up top. El Masri will be guarded by Burge. Spins in the lane, puts up the layup, and Burge going to get whistled for the foul as El Masri, losing her balance, falling to the floor, gets the call. And Burge going to get whistled for her fourth foul. And kind of like we just said, though, Kyle, with a three-point lead in hand, you don't mind that foul for HPU, especially because it's not another one of those and ones that it seems like Chaminade has had all day. Can't tie as long as you box out should El Mastery miss the second free throw. And the HPU bench was frustrated. They thought El Mastery traveled as I did, too. She kind of did a pirouette in the paint, and it looked like she took an extra step, but the referee called the foul prior to that as she drains the first free throw. Like you said, first free throw is good for El Mastri, one of the best free throw shooters on their team, 71%, just a hair under 71% coming into this one. Second free throw rolls on through, makes it a one-point game once again as Ray Alvarado will call a timeout. 68-67, HPU leading Chaminade with 20.7 seconds remaining. And if this is a full timeout, I would imagine that Alvarado is advancing this ball to the front court for the Sharks. You beat me to the punch ball. It was a great job of coaching by Alvarado, knowing that he had that timeout and using that rule because the last thing you want to do is be trapped in your own defensive side in the corner with Chaminade not only getting a potential steal, but having that game-winning shot set up. And here for HPU, knowing that the shot clock is off and also knowing that Chaminade is going to try to foul you, 
the play that Alvarado's drawing up is get it to your shooters, knowing that you've been great from the free throw line, 73.5% tonight, 25 of 34. And this is where you wish you had the injured senior Ashley Nunez. Nunez in her nine games this season, 100% from the charity stripe. Without her today on senior day, we'll have to try and get the job done. They've been without her for most of the season, though, as well. Have to imagine that Haley Masaki will be in the game, 81% free throw shooter. The biggest thing, you have to get this ball inbounds and secure possession. With that said, you do have one timeout in your back pocket, so you can call that if you are in trouble here and close to a five-second count. Something just watching the timeout wrap up, Coach Alvarado got so excited his dry erase pen went flying and the players loved it. So nice to see the emotions in check for the Sharks. Despite a tough year, the Sharks have certainly stuck together as it'll be Masaki being the one fouled. The Sharks taking just about eight seconds off the clock there before Shamanad deciding to foul. It'll be Masaki stepping to the line after Escobedo's third. Mentioned it before, Masaki, an 81% free throw shooter. First free throw up and good for the junior guard out of KS Kapalama. 69-67 with 13.5 seconds left. Second free throw up and short by Masaki, rebounded by El Masri. Here come the swords. El Masri against Burge. Gives to Washington. Washington back to Almasri. Right wing three. Rolls around and out. Rebounded by Erica Glenn. And Shamanad with a prime look at the lead with a minute, or pardon me, with a second and a half to play. Instead, forced to foul Erica Glenn and HPU as the redshirt sophomore. Now an opportunity to ice the game with just a second and a half remaining and a chance to make it two possessions. And something interesting here, I know you're positive, Paul, but let's just say that she misses one or two free throws here as HPU calls for time. I would say if you miss the front end, you might as well miss the second one. Let it bounce around and try to get that clock to run out so that Chaminade can't take it from the baseline out of the basket without time ticking off. My only curiosity is about that rule that we just talked about with advancing the ball, Shamanad with one timeout left. Should you miss both, both free throws, I'm not sure if they would be able to quickly call a timeout and advance into the front court for a two or three point try to tie or take the lead. Either way, all of those qualms are gone. If you make both free throws, you can only go to overtime, not lose if you make just one of the free throws. But like you said, if you do miss both, you hope that the time, just 1.5 seconds remaining, ticks off the clock. And for Glenn, just a sophomore, I'd venture to say these are two of her most important free throws of her HPU career. First one rolls around the rim and out. And now that question that we just were discussing comes to head. Glenn with 1.5 seconds remaining and a two-point lead puts up the free throw and calmly knocks it down. Timeout called by Shamanad, down by three. Michael Edwards motions to have his team put the possession into the front court. And with a second and a half, Shamanad will have an opportunity to tie and send this one to overtime on senior day on the road, trying to play spoiler 
against HPU. So I asked you this question just about 30 seconds of game time ago. Now would you foul, knowing that Chaminade needs a three to tie, but with a second and a half, if you can get that foul, you basically cinch the game for yourself. Yes, with one stipulation. Don't foul the shooter. You cannot <laughs> foul if they're going up into their shooting motion. That's totally fine to foul if it's on the catch because a few moments of that second have to come off the clock. But if you see the shooter turning the shoulders, turning the hips towards the basket, hands off, live with the result, and play for another day. If you, if you go to overtime, so be it. And if they miss, you win the game, a 14-point comeback on senior day. And I like that point you made because even though you see a shooter you don't even want to go straight up. You want to give them airspace because the last thing you want to do is bail out a three-point shooter. Martinez will take it out for Chaminade. Double screen shown for El Masri. Inbound goes to Escobedo. Straight away three off the mark. No good. Comes up off the backboard. And HPU on senior day completes the 14-point comeback. Snaps a five-game losing streak and gets revenge against Chaminade as Jordan Jensen and Ella Burge share an embrace at midcourt. HPU ends the season on a high note. We'll break it all down when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to HPU Sharks Basketball on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Yeah, you sunglasses are designed with you in mind. The ball player. The construction worker. The fashionista. The outdoorsman. Or woman. You want it? Let's get it. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu. It's that simple to get the most versatile sunglasses on the market. Ultra lightweight, OSHA approved, wraparound sunglasses with four removable lenses that will make everyone say, Yeah, you. Type in Yeah, the letter U, and HNL for Honolulu to shop today. Welcome back on Into the Shark Tank, where HPU's women snap a five-game losing streak, taking down Chaminade on senior day 70-67. Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera, bringing you all the action, breaking all of it down as Kyle. The Sharks were down 14 in the first half and flipped the switch just like that, and over about eight minutes' time, went from down by 14 to up by six, a 20-point swing, and a great day to celebrate three seniors for HPU. Yeah, for HPU, a 12-0 run to end the first half. They had a 10-0 run to basically start the second half, and then they added an 8-0 run in the fourth quarter. So you put all that together, and that's how the Sharks were able to upend Chaminade. I think a, a great bounce back after Chaminade ended the 40-game win streak in this series by the Sharks about a month and a half ago. Awesome job by the Sharks getting back on the right note. Hopefully a new 40-game win streak on the way for the HPU women against Chaminade uh, after taking down the Silver Swords 70-67 to today. The visitors from Chaminade led by Samira Elmasri's 19 points and 12 rebounds in the loss. Elmasri, 6 of 9 at the line, but had a big miss late when she had an opportunity to tie it at the line. Overall, a phenomenal day, though, for the junior forward. 13 points poured on in by Morgan Escobedo, the freshman do-it-all guard for Chaminade, and 11 points by Ashley Holen. 
who HPU did a real nice job holding down throughout the entire evening for the most part outside of the start of that third quarter. And then over on HPU side, you have Ella Burge with her career-high 22 points and 10 rebounds. You have Erica Glenn providing 10 points off the bench, 9 points for Kalina Obrey with 5 rebounds also off the bench, and a whole bevy of contributors for HPU in their final home game of the year. One more game before their season closes with no postseason play for the Sharks, obviously, uh, as they close this Saturday at UH Hilo. Just one more thing before we step away for a little bit. Reminder, we have the HPU versus Chaminade men's basketball game coming on up here in about 20, 20 minutes time or so. But before we get out of here, Kyle, we have to give out our Yeah You player of the game. And as for that, I'll turn it on over to you to hand out that honor. Yeah, this might be our easiest selection of the season. Ella Burge, the super senior tonight, a game high and a career high, 22 points, 10 rebounds, double-double action right there, 4 of 5 from 3 land, all 8 free throws made, and one of my favorite stats, she finishes with a plus-minus rating of plus 20. It's hard to get any better than that. Ella Burge, our Yayu player of the game. Left a lasting impression going forward in her final game in the shark tank like i said before three seniors celebrated today on senior day for the hpu women ella burge your yayu hnl player of the game yayu hnl the newest brand for sports apparel and accessories check them out on instagram at yayu hnl that's y-e-a-h the letter u h-n-l yayu let's get it Closes things up for the first of two games. Don't go too far from your radios. We'll have the men's basketball matchup between the Sharks and the Swords coming on up, like I mentioned, a little less than 20 minutes time for Paul Brecht, Kyle Galdera, and our whole, whole hard-working crew. We'll chat with you guys here soon. It's been an HPU Sharks broadcast on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. You've been listening to a special presentation on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network of Hawaii Pacific University Sharks Basketball. Presented by Hawaii Pacific Health. Creating a healthier Hawaii. This broadcast was also made possible thanks to the following. Play-by-play announcer Paul Brecht. Color commentator Kyle Galdera. Photographer Michael Lasquero. And in-studio technical engineer Chaz Ontai. Visit HawaiiSportsRadio.com for a complete programming guide of upcoming games and more. We now return you to regular scheduled programming right here on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.